everybody. This is Bill from the Sit Rep Podcast. We are coming to you live and in color on the next exciting video and slash podcast recording. And today we're going to do a wrap up of Adepticon with my two roving reporters, Marty and Chris. And on top of that, we're going to do the news updates, catch up on everybody. And then we're going to talk about a very interesting topic. How do you play miniature wargaming or tabletop wargaming? Without managers. Mm-hmm. So uh, sit back. And of course, we may rant and rave about something else that comes across. That's typical. We hope you enjoy the show and get ready as I get ready to set the music in three, two, one. Big Duke, six Eagle Thrust. Put on Sidewalk up. Make it loud. And the Romeo Fox Shall we dance? You are listening to the Citrep Podcast, your source for everything related to historical wargaming. Whether you are looking for the latest wargaming news, reviews, painting tutorials, or playthroughs, you will hear about it right here. So grab your favorite beverage or brush and let's hit it. All right, we are back, and I actually got the, rid of the screen graphic this time. I'm so proud of myself. All right, all right, all right. right. So here we are. It is now episode nine, I think, of season seven, uh, uh, I believe. Um, so we have everybody at the table and across the interweb. And here in the SitRep studio, I do have our computer guy, our guru of all things electronical. Mr. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. And then our project director. You know what? You ever read, um, Marty, do you ever read? Did you say read? Yeah, you read. (laughs) We're all prolific readers. That's one thing we cannot say we don't do. Okay, yeah. Uh, It helps being grounded to our rooms for, like, all of high school. Yeah. Do you ever (laughs) read the Dirk Pitt Adventures, Clive Cussler books? Uh, No, I'm not familiar with that. Um, So... Dirk Pitt, he's like the hero of those of books. It's uh, underwater, a lot of stuff, you know, um, kind of like an American version of a blue collar James Bond type guy. I mean, really good yeah. books. <laughs> but he's Dirk Pitt, the project director of NUMA, which stands for National Underwater Marine Agency, which is like, you know, it's like NOAA, but... CIA-ish. It's kind of weird, right? <laughs> so uh, he's always getting these weird, unusual things with a historical, ac- you know, background. So I was going to say, sounds like some uh, gaming scenario opportunities right? there. So and a little our, bit of James Rollins, too. Yeah. So our, uh, hey, Chip is on. Hey, Chip. Long time. Uh, loves the Dirk Pitt books. So Marty, our projects director. I will have to check that out. I, I listen yep. to him in the car when I go to work. So uh, I really enjoy him. There, if you ever, do you remember the old movie from the 80s? We actually just watched it the other night because after reading one of the newer books, Race the Titanic. Do you remember that the, movie? Yeah. That's Dirk Pitt. That was a Clive Cussler book. Oh, okay. Did you see Sahara with Matthew McConaughey in it? Uh, where they go down the Nile or that river in Africa and find that old ironclad in the middle of the desert? Uh... If you haven't seen it, it's a good movie. I have not. But that's Dark Pit, too. But that, honestly, unfortunately, that book. Or that movie gets really far off of what Dirk Pitt really is like in Al Giordino, which is his sidekick who was played by, I can't remember that guy's name, but it's still an entertaining movie, but. Oh, well, yeah. I got some homework to do there. Yeah, so yeah, project so director. So maybe uh, maybe a little something to throw on while I'm, uh, you know, slapping some little plastic dudes around with a brush and paint. Right. right. And. All the way from sunny Florida is our historical editor, the man behind the machine, 
Mr. Big Jim Mariskini. How are you, sir? Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hopefully it is sunny down there today because it's uh, not up here. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it kind of is. Yeah. I actually looked at our long-term forecast. I don't think we're going to see the dun- the sun until like the end of the month. Uh, yeah, like like 10 days of just yeah. kind of rainy, crappy, drizzly weather up here is forecasted. You, you, you'd think we live in... Um, England. That's <laughs> Northwest, right? Don't they usually have... Oh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to change the title. Of this, what guys talk while I fix this? Okay. Yeah. Well, so. we are going to have snow today. Shut up, man. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like yesterday when I got up to go to work, there was snow on my car. I'm like, what? This is bullshit. Oh, it's good sleeping though. Open the windows. Yeah, we always yeah. sleep with our window open, no matter what the temperature. You freaks. <laughs> I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I prefer well, the heat for the first the time. You're not the freak. Yeah, it's got that going for me. But uh, yeah, the uh, the weather up here is not uh, not super fantastical. I mean, it's it, it's not totally uncommon for it being uh, you know sp- spring in the upper Midwest, but doesn't mean I gotta you know like it. I'm I'm ready for some seventy five and sunny. So is my backyard, and you know the fact that my dogs are tearing it up because it's a giant sponge. All right, so updated. Boom. Bam. Done. Update, update, update. Okay. Enhance. 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 <laughs> I love that movie. That was, if you guys don't know what the reference were, it's uh, Super Troopers. Super Troopers. And Chris, you were with us on a night out. We we took you to Rips, the chicken place. Remember? We went to the bars and we went to that chicken place. Oh, is this, this when I was uh, in driving? In your Suburban? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, so Chris is very familiar with my police department. When um, I retired from Sandwich Police Department. That's been 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, good. Well, but, uh, pass a, a statue of right. Hey, good morning, Norma's <laughs> Templar. Uh, but the point being is if you've ever seen the movie Super Troopers, that truly was my police department. I swear to God. Um, Ravs, you remember Ravs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, the scene where you see the one guy come over the highway guard uh, fishing. <laughs> Ravs is retired now, so we can talk about this. Uh, Ravs used to go to the golf course and bow fish. During work. (laughs) (laughs) So he actually bought, he caught a huge ass carp. I mean, huge. Took it into the police department, into the dispatcher's um, bathroom and put the the big old fish in their toilet. (laughs) (laughs) So it wouldn't fit in because it's so big and it hung out. But anyways, so yeah, as you can tell that they were not happy. I was going to say, but he was real popular that day. You know, so, I mean, there were times like on traffic stops, Somebody would sneak into another person's car in the back seat. And this is before some of our cars had cages in them. And then uh, the officer would come back to the car, would sit down to start doing his thing. And somebody would grab his shoulder and he would try and grab his gun. From, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, we did a lot of stupid things. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. But All right, guys. You gotta, now there's body cameras on everyone. Yeah, you can't get yeah, away with it. You know, people don't have a sense of humor like they used to. All right. So let's do some updates. Jim. I think uh, you went last last time, so we're going to have you go first this time. What have you been up to, sir? Um, Miami Vice. Yeah. Air War C-21 in Korea. And Team Yankee Pinch Leader. Or I should say Red Army Pinch Leader. Let's go with the good book. Um, <laughs> no, Team, Yan- Team Yankee's good. Team Yankee's a solid second. Uh, but in that whole genre, uh, Ralph Coyle's uh, Red Army is 
straight out the best. Is it? I haven't and read not that just one. because it's about the Russians. Where everyone put away your jokes. <laughs> um, Damn. Uh, it's just the best written book. Um, but uh, yeah, Team Yankee is like literally a, a very close second. But yeah, that 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 general uh, 1980s what if uh, kind of mythos. We're doing that today. Our counter sets are posted up on our Facebook and our Discord. So that game kicks off in about um, four hours. So nice. I'm happily drawing the map, doing a little bit of multitasking uh, as we record this. So if I'm a little slow on any questions, I do apologize. But between that, Air War C-21. So we've done Air War C-21 in Korea in the past. We've, we've done Meg Alley. We uh, wanted to tr- change it up a little bit because that was the topic of interest for the person that was uh, uh, volunteering to game with us. That was our friend Rasmus. Thanks very much, Rasmus. Raz, yeah, um, my buddy, and also you know, I mean, what what we did for Air War C twenty one, yeah, in Korea was very very, uh, pardon the pun, uh, very much of a flyby. I mean, it was like here's some MIG, uh, uh, here's some MIG fifteens, here's some F eighty sixes, you know, discuss. I mean, it was like super fast. Here, okay, look, there's different versions of the F eighty six. They didn't just have fighter sweeps. This time we had some B twenty nine bomber escort missions over that uh, northwestern coast of North Korea. So, yeah, we pretty much sort of dug down into it a little bit more. That footage is in the can. I'm hoping to have some of it up uh, maybe by the weekend. Nice. Um, the weekend coming up. Yep. Um, again, I'm hopefully, uh, well, we're definitely playing today. I'm not sure if we'll record any of it, but we're definitely going to play it. Uh, that Team Yankee um, slash Red Army slash uh, Third World War in Europe. I won't mention the other books because they're not worth mentioning. Um, uh, Tell us how uh, you really feel, Jim. Have, <laughs> Jim, um, have you read Chieftain? I hear that's supposedly a different, a good book. I don't know. I've never Chieftain, read it. Chieftain uh, is not bad. Um, it is, I, I, you know what Chieftain reminds me of? Chieftain is a book. This is a guy who used to write novels. This Chieftain was a book that somebody started writing in the late 70s. I have no idea this is true. This is baseless speculation on my part. Chieftain sounds like a or feels like a book. Yes, I have read it, and it is pretty good. It's not as good as Team Yankee. It's not as definitely not as good as Red Army. It is, however, much better than Red Storm Rising, which has one good scene in it, and the rest of it is trash. Um, but Chieftain is a... Uh, it feels like a novel that somebody was writing, kind of gave up on, stuck it in his drawer. And then like 10 years later, he's like, hey, I should publish this. Got it out, slapped an ending on the end of it. Uh, very, very rushed and out of nowhere ending. I get what he was going for. Uh-huh. I won't spoil it. But it's very much like, oh, shit. Uh, I want to publish this. I never finished it. And now I actually have somebody interested in it, like a publisher or a lit agent or something like that. Let me hurry up and uh, come up with 20 pages of the end. You know, it feels like a. <laughs> the ending is very disjointed, which I think was kind of the. Again, I won't spoil it. Um, but yeah, the ending feels uh, tacked on, to say the least. And. Um, can you do that again? But the one, what? No, you're not making a soundboard. You're not making a soundboard out of my hamburger impression. Oh, come on! <laughs> um, dun, 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 one good dun. thing about. <laughs> one good thing about the uh, one good thing about Chieftain is that it does take a look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So there's plenty from the Americans. The great thing about the Russians is that it's from uh, the great thing about Red Army is that it's from the Russian perspective. Yeah. Um, 
gives them way too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) As we've learned. Um, But like, you know, how the thing might've looked from the, uh, and uh, from the, from the uh, Russian perspective, if they had kind of gotten their shit together, Um, they don't exactly win. So I won't spoil the ending, but um, it was written by uh, Ralph Coyle used to be a um, defense intelligence analyst. Uh, specialize in, you know, Russian studies or whatever. So he, he knows what he's talking about. Um, but anyway, I got off topic. The one good thing about Cheetah is that it looks at everything from the British perspective. I don't know of too many books or techno throwers that look at that particular topic from a point of view other than the Russians or the Americans, especially the Americans. So there's a whole bunch of American stuff out there. Some of it's good, some of it's trash. Um, especially since the guy who kind of started that whole subgenre, um, Sir John Hackett, was, of course, British. Uh, that's more of a global perspective. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's, which is the cinematic universe, air quotes, that Team Yankee takes place in. Team Yankee, Harold Coyle, that was his first novel. He didn't make up that world. He didn't set that universe. He writes in his prologue, um, hey, I'm totally stealing from two people. Uh, number one, Sir John Hackett, I'm using his universe. And then most of his experiences, I mean, apart from his own on training exercises, I don't think he ever actually saw armored combat, um, from Kahalani's The Heights of Courage, which is number one, two, three, four, and five on the Ariskany top 10 reading list, um, is, is that one. But that's not a novel. That's an actual memoir. That, that shit happened. Yeah. Uh, but Chieftain is, uh, is it's, it's a British perspective. And, um, I'm saying that it feels like it was written in the late 70s because some of this equipment, and uh, especially for the Americans, uh-huh. uh, that he describes in there is like, whoa, that's that's not how it turned out, bro. I mean, <laughs> uh, to be fair, Team Yankee suffers from the same problem. Team Yankee is based on the universe of Sir John Hackett's Third World War, August 1985, mm-hmm. which was also written in the late 70s. takes place in 85, so by the time you get to 85... Yeah, some of the stuff didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, what the vehicles and equipment, but yeah, Chieftain's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, if you notice, I'm broadcasting everybody's comments and you'll see me do thumbs up and things for comments. Um, we are now going to open up the phone line. W- wait, what? Yeah. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody so, watching, if so, you are interested in... Um, Joining the conversation at any point in time, you can send a message on here and I'll private message you and with a link and you can call in via Skype if you have Skype access and you're welcome to join the conversation at any time. You know, there are dudes queued up that are going to be like, yeah, that guy's full of crap. He well, doesn't know what he's talking we about. We welcome all <laughs> any, points of view as I long as they're professional I, I and they were polite <laughs> and things like that. I assume you're talking about me. You, so, me, right? you know, yeah, the, uh, the but it, if you curve. really have something you'd like to add to the conversation at any point in time, you are welcome to join the conversation uh, since we are now uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Damon and Tuffy ears are with us. Yeah, we got Damon. We got Tuffy. Yeah, yeah. Ears. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey, what's up? Cheatons, Cheatons was published in 1982. Uh-huh. My point exactly. When was it written? Yeah. Read that book again and tell me when it was written. Cheatons was published in 82, which already makes it earlier than the bulk, uh, which is to its credit. Uh, it already puts it way out in front of most of the people in that genre. That, that genre kind of kicked off with uh, Hunt for Red October, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm not a complete John Clancy, a Tom Clancy hater. I did meet him once, very, very briefly. Uh, Tom Clancy, uh, I'm not a complete Tom Clancy hater. Um, he just he gets way too much credit. Larry Bond wrote most of the good parts of these good books. Um, 
which is kind of a shame because when Larry Bond went to write his own techno thrillers, it, it just didn't work because reading a Larry Bond book is like chewing on drywall and washing it down with soil dust. So he was more of the technical writer and um, yeah. Tom Clancy was the a fluff, yeah. I guess. It, I mean, to put it generically. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, would, I would go with he, that. He, yeah, Tom, Tom Clancy's the... Uh, uh, not the uh, you know to use a sports analogy he he's not the analyst he's the color, color guy. common yeah, yeah he's the color guy all right so uh, Jim do you have anything else you would like to add for your update sir oh sorry yeah I got way off track there uh, hello to Damon and hello yeah hello to Chip Chip it's been too long man um, Damon that guy never is never quiet and especially top of years I'm just kidding Damon top of years <laughs> uh, yeah thanks everybody for coming out yeah yeah for sure all right. So, Sir, for me, um, yeah. let's see, what did I do to advance my hobby this last two weeks? Well, I have dramatically added to my pile of shame. How did you do that? Prepare yourself, sir. You might want to get ready for strap your soundboard. in. So, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It'll take a second to get you there. So, Go ahead. Um, Marty and I uh, yep. met a, a really good guy. Uh, yep. Steve Frat, yeah, uh, Frat uh, Spiel Games. He's got a great system for uh, Civil War. Okay, so, Steve is a local guy, by the way. Okay. HMGS lives not far from us up here in nice. the Chicagoland area. Yeah, um, I really like his system. He makes mm-hmm. it dead fucking simple. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, so we talked to him and. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, might have purchased the uh, Civil War from Warlord Games. The, the starter set. <laughs> so, all oh, twenty four hundred pieces. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, so, so you gentlemen know that is one thing I will not be giving away. <laughs> Okay, I don't need it. Well, he's got one now. <laughs> now, he you can never have enough Civil War miniatures. Let's be I, honest. I was going to say, he didn't get the all-in Kickstarter sets. Well, like not, me? Yeah, it's not okay. as much as you got. All right. You yep. know, this came in one box, not 12. Yeah. Yep. But but no, I, I'm really happy with it. And, yeah. and to be honest, Civil War was never a war that I was interested in when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, my dad was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up watching Baba Black Sheep, so I... I like the war in the Pacific. Sure. And I really didn't read or pay attention, believe mm-hmm. it or not, um, with anything before that. Right. You know, I, I knew the big stuff. And um, it's actually got me reading books on it now. And uh, nice. I'm enjoying it. Good. Yep. Welcome to the club, sir. Yep. Yes. So uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be talking more about uh, Steve's new game. Okay. He actually um, is ready to go live with it. Perfect. Um, and I heard you built a few bases or cut a few bases, just yeah. a few. I, uh, Marty said he needed a couple. Yeah. So the, I, the joy, what is a couple in your book? The, the joys of, uh, of having a laser cutter at your disposal. <laughs> so, hey, Chris, I need some 25 millimeter bases. Okay. So I had a, a sheet of two by two, uh, MDF. I threw it on the printer and uh-huh. just did the grid out because you don't yeah. cut a couple pieces out yeah. of the wood and leave it right with a couple little yeah. holes in it. Yeah. So I just did a. How many? 464. 464 bases. Yeah. It took a couple. Probably could have got another row out of it, to be honest. But 464 bases. You're in bases for a while. You know, most games, they use 20 millimeter bases. Yeah. But I don't. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what? I. So here's the thing. 
when it comes to bases, you know, like I think Spectres is 20, is if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was 20. Could be 25. If anybody out there knows, uh, hit us up on comments. Let us know. I didn't know they yeah. did anything with bases. Yeah, they do. Actually, they do. My Spectre miniatures <coughs> came with no bases. No, the most miniatures come with yeah, no bases. Yeah, the, the rules will say, you know, this is yeah. the this is the base and oh, then yeah, base yeah. movement off of that yeah. kind of deal. So okay. I like 25 millimeter bases. Why do I like them? If I'm not going with the clear acrylic bases, which I do have like on our yep. uh, Benghazi board. Because they're one inch. No. That's not what because like. it gives me more space to do what? Yeah. So now you can remember. Base. Yeah. You, you, you can, can do some nice basing. Yeah. Right? Because remember what I said about, you know, one of the things yeah. when we were at Depticon, I said a great lesson that I learned is bases count. Yeah. You, yeah. you got, you. It adds to the flavor of the mini, right? Or it, the presentation. It, it does because yeah. there were some dudes that had some very similar models. Uh-huh. And uh, what really tipped it in is that this guy went whole hog on his base and this other guy, you know, he, they did something for the base, but you know, it wasn't that much, yeah. even though their model is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. But there's only so much you, know, you can do on a guy that's an inch and a half tall, you know? No. Oh, as it well, turns out. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is to set them apart. I mean, they can only do so much when everybody else has great painting skills. I, I respectfully base. disagree with you, sir. Okay. But, what, but that's why you need the bigger base right. to be able yeah, to do that's it. What we're getting <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. What you're yeah. I, I misheard you. Okay. Really makes them stand yeah. out is you know that epic base yeah. that ties in the whole thing. Right. So, Jim, uh, what's your thoughts on basing? I know you're more of the uh, hex encounter, you know, type game. Um, but when you do your your uh, miniature games, what what's your thoughts on basing? Well, a lot of the miniature gaming I do is, um, which I do do some, obviously, uh-huh. is more of a unit-based game, rank-and-file American Revolution stuff. And uh, to your point earlier, yeah, the base, the size of the base is not just, oh, well, this is what I prefer, this is what I prefer. It's a, it's a critical part of the rules. Yeah. The the base has to be a legal size and shape. Right. That's because your unit, your formation, stuff like that is, a lot of, is, is based on a lot. You don't see a lot of that in uh, in skirmish gaming. Um they're yeah, pretty much round bases. This is where you get into the whole huge debate, which I don't want to open up. I mean, you might as well try to solve the Israeli-Palestine conflict first. <laughs> Are you talking um, versus round? round? Yeah, round versus square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we'll get that knocked out by I the think end it's of the show. <laughs> I, think it's, I think that's a symptom more of I like actual unit-based war games or I like skirmish-based war games. Yeah. And that, that's, I think that's where that it's, – it's a symptom of a bigger argument, which is why it never gets solved. Right. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I uh, I like uh, to do bases. I use uh, I crush up uh, cat litter uh, so it's the right scale, or uh, I dust in some sand. Sometimes sand is too shiny. Yeah. Um, of course, I put the usual you know moss and stuff like that on there. Uh, yeah, I've seen some people whose bases are just yeah, uh, totally to your point, Marty. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I think they spent more time on the base than the miniature. Sure. And um, you know, to that effect, I mean, yeah, the base what, what puts it over the top is the base. For yeah, sure, and for sure. Uh, you know, if you're doing a whole army, I get it. You're probably not going to go whole, whole hog on them. But if you're doing, uh, uh, you know, like a uh, a display piece, you know, or, you know, like this is the pride of my army. It's the best, you know, character, vehicle, whatever. And you want to put you want to make an extra impact with it. You know, go go deep on the base. You know, it'll it, it'll punch it up, you know, regardless of. Uh, the quality of the the figure. If you've got a good base, it will make the whole thing overall uh, appear better. Yep, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's a lesson I I 
I learned through uh, observation, and I might have taken a basing class. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, we'll talk about the Adepticon yeah. stuff separately. Yeah. Any other hobby things, sir? Um, I purchased um, a thing from one of the companies I'll talk about a little bit later. Okay. Um, to help organize my Star Wars Armada. Okay. Um, what did you really get? Nice. Well, we'll talk about it. Oh, bit. okay. Yeah. All right. And um, no, that's about it. Cool. All right. There I now have um, one of our fine followers on the show today. Uh, I believe it was Damon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let me make sure I, why is this all? He uh, saw us refueling. Oh, no, it was Nova's Templar. Sorry. Yes. Hey, that maneuver was an air and air refueling coffee refueling action. <laughs> so I just downloaded an air refueling picture. So every time we refuel a coffee, I'll just throw that up there real quick. Very cool. All right. So what about you, Marty? What kind of freebasing do you like doing? <laughs> I wish it was freebasing. <laughs> freebasing materials, not you know, oh, yeah, not yeah. not with a spoon and a lighter, right, you know, right? Not that kind. All right. Anything what? else, sir? No, no. I, I'm impressed. Welcome to the club of American Civil and, War. And, you and, will really like it. You really will. Yeah. And, and as the show goes on, you'll find out that's not all. Okay. Over to you, sir. All right, so uh, uh, I have been working on my uh, Afghan civilians that uh-huh. I got from uh, Chris and Alex. Okay. So uh, I I forgot that I you – know. so my my hobby space isn't the most organized. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wait a minute. Is that as bad as mine? Yes. Wow. Yes. Well, you know, so so I didn't realize that I had set a bunch of these dudes like – I don't know. It's like eight or ten of them. Uh-huh. Uh, had had them in the bag. They came in. I set them off to the side, and then uh-huh. it was just crap piled on top of them. And I was looking for something else, and I was like, "Oh, I've oh. got more of these." <laughs> How that happened? So, so uh, I've got. Uh, they're they're in progress. They're all they're all primed. Yeah. Uh, I've started painting them, uh, painting them up, and uh, kind of doing. Into, I'm I'm kind of going try hard on them a little bit, okay. ju- just because I want to. You know, one, it's not that many. It's not like I'm painting a whole sure. army. Uh, and and two, uh, I just want to see if I can you know work on my skills a little bit, right? Uh, and then uh, once I figure out something, see if I can figure out how to do that faster when I do, right? Uh, you know, like squads or yep. whatever. Uh, so those guys are on the on the table as well as. Uh, I've had some uh, one of the Spectre covert boxes uh, mm-hmm. from last year. Uh-huh. I've had that in progress for, for a year because <laughs> projects kept coming up and yep. I just never came back to them. So uh, I've been working on that. And then because we were talking about uh, 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 Black Powder, Red Earth, I'm like, there's a couple of contractor looking dudes in here that would do that. So I did the, yeah. the red shirt scheme, kind of okay. like our, our miniature here on the table. So I did that on a, on a couple of them just to just to do it. Because it could. Uh, and then I've got a couple other dudes that are, uh, like I said, in progress. They'll be uh, like multi-cam and whatnot. So that Very nice. takes a little longer because it's like seven colors. Did I tell you I got more um, Ultra Combat Modern Miniatures in? He sent me another whole set. What? Yeah. When did that happen? That's a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Oh, he yeah. didn't tell you that. Yeah, awesome. I got those. Anyway, good deal. Piotr is in the house. What's up, hero? Yeah. Yeah, Pioter. All right. Glad to so, hear from oh, you. Marty's not done. So, also, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep on going, sir. Uh, 
Uh, so I got 464 bases <laughs> from Perez <laughs> because I needed to put my eight guys on something because I was running out of bases. So I get 400 of them. There you go. All Actually, right. Bill, you're getting some of them. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot to bring them over. But Hey, have you started cutting acrylics? No. Okay. But we'll talk about I that. I was talking about Marty's not done. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Bad, bad, uh, my bad. Uh, I have been uh, also working on our project. So uh-huh. I've been printing out uh, boats for our uh, midway game. So I've got maybe maybe half of them. Half of them. Nice. Uh, what I've discovered is I kind of go slow. I don't fill up the base with them because uh-huh. I'm trying to keep track of which one of those little boats is which. And they look, some of them look so similar that I didn't slice them for you. I just gave you the STL files, correct? Or the, the raw file? Raw file, yeah. So what I've so, been doing is I've been grouping per Jim's uh, spreadsheet, um, like the carry, you know, if you look at the spreadsheet, it said like the carriers group. Yep. So I would put all the, I would put the, whatever was in that listed group on that build plate and I would title it. So I knew exactly what I was printing. Yeah. So. Uh, what I've ended up doing is kind kind of similar to that. Yeah. Is I will group them by uh by class and type. You know the number that we need uh, based off the the spreadsheet. Uh, except for one instance, uh, and that's the aircraft carriers. Uh huh. I can only fit one aircraft carrier on my on my build plate because it goes diagonally edge to edge and fills my. I entire thought you had a bigger build plate. No, not that big. It's a uh, hundred and thirty mil. Yeah, I think. Whatever. Why? Are you printing the American ones or the Japanese ones? Japanese. No, you're printing or, the Americans. Or, uh, no. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. I'm no, printing the Japanese. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I was going to say that the American, I, I remember Bill's preview, which looked really awesome, by the way. I'm sure you. we'll talk about that in just a second. And um, uh, so I saw that one was obviously Japanese, so I assume Marty was printing the Americans. Yeah. The American carriers are bigger. Yeah, and... And American it, carriers are physically larger than Japanese ones. Which, which isn't that big a deal because uh, there's only three of them that I got to print out. So, you know, I print out one and then it kind of divides my build plate in half. Yep. And then I put one group on one side, one group on the other side. Yeah, it's it's a slower process. I could put a lot more stuff on my build plate because let's face it, these aren't that big. Right. But it's easier for me to keep track of and not mess up what's what (laughs) if I do it that way. Yeah. You know, no, no. However you do it. I mean, that's a nice thing. Jim, the the spreadsheet Jim put together was really nice. It's helping me a lot. And if you look at it now, you'll see I've color coded some of the names and that's showing what I've, you know, printed or put created files for already for to print. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I've just been keeping a running list. Um. Uh, on my hobby table next to to the uh, 3D printer as, you know, uh, I build stuff out. Uh-huh. So that way I can tell what's built, what's on the uh, plate and what needs to, you know, what I need to label it as it comes off. Yeah. You know, so I've kind of been tracking it that way, you know, analog yeah. style. Yeah, so give me a second here. Hold on a minute, guys. Hold on a minute, guys. I want to say thank you to everybody who's joining us this morning. We, uh, this is the biggest group of live followers I've seen. We're up to 10 people watching us right now. I know that doesn't seem like a lot when you wait, consider. Wait a minute. When did we get 10 fans? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. How many of those are bots? Come. But, no, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate everybody who's joining us this morning. Indeed. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, please join our conversation either in the comments or if you really would like to join the show. Um, send us a, a quick message saying, Hey, I'm interested. I'll private chat you with a link, uh, to get you, if you via Skype into the talk, the conversation. Um, so yeah, we would love to have anybody as we get delve into our combo. Um, Tuffy ears just sent something in binary. 
Zero 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 one zero 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 one zero one zero. She's obviously way smarter than I am because Chris, what's that? It's binary. What you just said. Yeah, but you should be able to convert that. You're the computer guy. Okay, I can sit down and tell you what number. On off, on off, on 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 off on. That's it. I'm tapped out. All right. That's all I know about it. All right. So, anyways, please continue, Chris. Your thought. You forget? No. What you were saying that you were going slow. Remember, slow is fast. No, slow is slow. Okay, <laughs> slow is accurate. So oh, no, maybe. So quoting so, another movie. So so slow is smooth, smooth, smooth is fast. Yeah. Uh, it, it that's a great way if you're just starting something. But it turns out fast is fast. So go fast if you want to do fast things. Yeah. Well, fast right. comes with uh, practice. Yes. Yeah. So just saying. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Piotr says we. Our robots. <laughs> 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 all right. So uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying not to go into all the, the shows, uh, Adepticon stuff yet. So I'm, I think that, yeah, that'll do for now. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about all more, right. more stuff going on and I'll probably remember some shit. So I got actually a lot to talk about. What? Yeah. What? Believe it uh, or not. I'm using me. What? Anywho, uh, so as you all have seen, I printed up the aircraft carriers, the Akagi, the Suru, the Hiru, and what's the their fourth one? The ramen? Not the ramen. You do it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Akagi, Kaga, Hiru, Suru. Thank you. There you go. Red Dragon, in, Red Dragon, in, uh, I'm sorry, um, Red Castle, uh, Increased Joy, Soaring, oh, wait, I got I'm going to screw this up. I think it's um, not White Castle. <laughs> no, Red, hold on. Akagi, Red Castle, Kaga, Increased Joy, Hear You, Flying Dragon, Soar You, Green Dragon. Nice. Or what those four carriers I are. I did not know that's what the literal translation was. Thank you. Yeah. So I've got those printed up. Um, I primed them. Um, I'm starting the painting. I, I painted the wood decks. How, Jim, help me on this one because I cannot find all the true pictures of like the Akagi that I have found do not have the freaking red meatball on the deck. Only in the movie versions. Is that true? Um, it depends on when in the war. Uh, in midway time. Midway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did it really have the red meatball? They had very, very big and distinctive markings on all the flight decks to help the pilots tell the difference between the carriers. Okay. So they didn't land on which, the flight carriers. Which I do have their actual markings, uh-huh. but that could be from other operations. But well, the carriers did have those distinctive markings. Okay. So what? Not I, only on the bow, but all, not only on the bow, but also on the fan tail of the flight deck. Okay. I do have those patterns if you want to get super yeah. accurate. As, well, as it turns out, six carriers. Okay. As it turns out, we're we're not big brivet counters here, so. Well, uh, I mean, I'll, I just don't want to paint a stupid big old meatball on it. If it really didn't happen, that was just something they put in the midway movie. Dude, I'm really cool. Put it on there. So no. <laughs> so the the historical reference pictures I have found, Jim, uh, show the wooden deck, and they show the like. I, I'm for lack of a better description, the landing lines or the lane markers. You yep. know. And then they do have the hatches in different colors, and at the fantail of the Kagi, it is like a different gray with some parallel stripes. And I'm assuming that's the yeah. show landing zone. And, you know, this is this ship. Um, so all, all, all technically there are six, only four were at Midway, but yeah. Kidu Batai actually contains six. So all six of those carriers do have their own uh, patterns. Um, as far as whether or not it had the actual, um, uh, the red, uh, you know, uh, 
Japanese flag on the bow. They did and they didn't. It, I honestly don't know when because those carriers, of course, operated in other campaigns and battles besides sure. Midway. Right. So I'd have to... Uh, I honestly don't know. I do know that those ships had those flags on the forward part of the flight deck at some time. Oh, really? Okay. So, oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Whether or not they had them at Midway, I don't know. A hundred, I'm like 95%. But if you do see, if you, if anyone finds uh, historical reference photos with those flags not on the flight deck, that's altogether possible. Okay. Well, I, I can't see that they changed that that much. I mean, you don't change your house numbers. Well, I mean, remember, though, combat situations create different scenarios, right? I mean, you think about it as the war progressed, paint schemes and things on aircraft and armored vehicles and stuff changed due to circumstances and terrain and events. So, I mean, I could possibly slightly off topic, but the Bismarck famously did that. Yeah. Yeah. The Bismarck went out on her one and only mission. Uh, She left with a huge right across that same spot on the bow, a red band. Oh, hey Jim, buddy. Uh, we kind of lost Jim do, at the moment, do, but I I do know what he's talking about. If you look yeah. at uh, some of the photos, it is like the, right. there you are. Got rid of that. Yeah. So, uh, Jim, you might want to repeat that, yeah. sir. We kind of lost you there for a second. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm back. Can you guys hear me now? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Uh, all I was saying was um, the Bismarck did famously do that. What you guys are probably talking about. Um, uh, again, not really the Pacific, but a naval World War II operation with a ship that had a very large national ensign right there on the forward part of the deck. Yeah. Uh, had the big red band, white circle, and black swastika. Um, you know, right like like 40 feet wide right there on the Fox. And then like three days out from Norway, um, the captain... Uh, Actually, the rear admiral in charge of that whole task force sent the crew out there with some buckets of gray paint, and they just <laughs> got rid of that ship. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. There's Stop nothing. That. There's nothing like you know a bomb here, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, aim torpedo here, right? Yeah. So okay, so I mean, I yeah. personally, I am going to paint the deck with the the flight lines and the the hatch. You know, the elevator uh, were painted gray. And going to weather it, and that's going to be it. Because Chris is going to make acrylic bases at some point, and we'll have the names on them. I'm, unless there's something that screams paint the meatball, the Japanese flag here, um, That's I'm going to make it look that way. So, uh, so I'll, I'll scream it. <laughs> Shut up, Marty. It's just because so I think anyway, it cool. I like it. So anyway, so um, work on the ships. Um, I finally got my Twilight 2000 Kickstarter, the actual collector's edition 10. It came in. Ooh. I have yet to look at it, but I, I'm going to read that. Um, the Teenage Vampire series? No. <laughs> Do you so, not remember Twilight 2000? It's so hard to find good help, right? I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, that deserves this. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, we have, I have, I found a whole bunch of miniatures, cleaning out the hobby space, sorry. Right? So, right. Um, found a whole bunch of miniatures up. I still want to do the board for uh, Savage Frontiers, you know? Yes. Yeah. Which, which will sort of lead into one of the things I'm going to talk okay. about when we get to uh, uh, talking about Adepticon. Okay. Oh, springtime is joined. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Earthquake. Yep. <sighs> I heard the handicap. <laughs> Chris, you're full of them today. All right. Springtime has joined the show. I I just want you to know that was not me falling out of a chair. 
Yep. All right. So listen to this. How would you game something like the reported Ukrainian MI-24s attack on the Russian fuel depot or use a different type of ATGMs and law weapons by the same side in future games? That is a heavy topic. We've been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah. To be honest. So I was going to say we have a springtime. If you hold on, do we have all of that? We will talk about that shortly. Let's get we, to like, uh, I, the like updates I, real quick in the news, and then we can talk about those. I was going to hey. say, we like I, like I come up with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, springtime, when are you coming up to Chicago? Yeah, we need we need some spring in here. Spring <laughs> needs to be sprung. According to Piotr, Yakagi did not have the rising sun, as so to speak, during Midway. Thank you, sir. Ah, well, there we go. All right, so. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's what I was kind of afraid of. I mean, I know it had it sometimes and not others. I didn't want to. Yeah, I'm actually not surprised. Uh, yeah, it makes. I mean, I could see it in the beginning of the war. You know, they're thumping their chest. We're Japan. We're expanding the empire, et cetera, et cetera. And then after Coral Sea, and things got he- heated. And well, I could also see that the Americans have carriers too. Oh my God, we should probably not like advertise our presence. Yeah, but I could also see that they're trying. You know, as the war goes on, and now they're now they've got an influx of inexperienced pilots. Yeah, you know that they're like. Hey, bro, land here, not on that other one. Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen those memes? Uh, Jim, you might know about this. Um, have you seen the pictures of when a, a Navy pilot lands on the wrong carrier? Yep. What they do to the plane? Oh, I oh absolutely. <laughs> and that, that, that did not happen in the Japanese Navy. They, <laughs> they, they sorted out that problem. So the stuff on the fantail and the stuff in the middle of the ship, uh-huh. yes, the midships, yeah. leave all that on there. But, okay. yeah, if you want to get rid of the uh, the meatball, for <laughs> okay. sure. All right, cool. All right, guys. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Oh, you can't leave it hanging like that. What do they do to the David Pukes that land on there? Yeah, I don't. Oh, you I haven't seen the meme. That? No. no, I don't so know. So there's a, a, a meme, a picture of, I'm assuming it's, it seems like around Korean War time. It's that type of aircraft. It's like a, it's like a P-90. Yeah. Uh, something cougar or something like that. So, it's the old like straight wing jets. Yeah. So they uh-huh. land on the and the flight crew deck crew writes all over the aircraft uh you know stuff like this pilot landed the wrong place hey you know i mean it, they just trash it's hilarious you got uh, i'll see if i can find a picture and we'll post it up on the facebook page yeah. thanks no, for visiting yeah yes. <laughs> you know stuff like this nothing like shame to help you oh yeah. yeah i mean the military is a very warm and fuzzy place and we do not make and, fun of each other and that was the day he got a new call sign right <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of call sign do we want to talk about this in the news I, i'll bring it up in the news but so it's that time Listen up, people. It is time for the news with Marty. What in the wide, wide of world wargaming is going on? Let's in on the scuttlebutt. Bring on the awesomeness that is wargaming. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I've got some news items. Uh, some of these are uh, uh, fairly long, so I will uh, condense them. Please do. Uh, but, uh, so, those of you that are big into terrain and follow uh, Mel Bowes, the terrain tutor... You might have noticed he's been kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he addressed that directly uh, on his uh, uh, Facebook page, the Traniacs, uh Facebook page yesterday or the day before yesterday. Uh, and essentially what he's saying is that he's having a really hard time making videos. And it's not because of uh, lack of motivation or creative juices or whatever, but 
you know, as you know, you know, Mel's had some health issues over the the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that it, you know, he did have COVID, he, I mean, collapsed along the whole nine yards. He's had, he yeah, he's had some real, some serious yeah. issues. Well, he's kind of a, kind of got some long hauler stuff and he's got the brain fog going on. And uh, he, uh, he essentially says, you know, I'm, I'm cranking these videos and then I can't remember where I'm at or what I was doing and I have to redo things and whatnot. So uh, he said, he feels bad about, uh, you know, not not producing high quality regular content, so he is going to to look at kind of changing the plans until this clears up. Yeah, uh, you know, so uh, you know, in, instead of uh, you know producing full on uh, videos like he has in the past, mm-hmm. uh, he's looking at doing. Uh, what, uh, how does he say it? Maybe I'll show things off or a technique that I'm using. But the main thing is that he's going to talk terrain. So it'll kind of be as he says some baby steps and just. You know, uh, some yeah. shorter uh, talking head type of videos uh, until he's able to get through it. Additionally, he's been writing articles because writing is easy. You know, if he gets his brain fog, he can take a break, come back to it. And the writing is well written. Right. He can pick up where he left off kind of thing. Yep. So uh, he, he's going to be working on that. So uh, we can expect to see some more from him uh, in the future, it looks like. Uh, but uh, in a different format and probably a little shorter. Yeah. So, uh, Mel, uh, I love you. So uh, keep doing what you do, and we look forward to uh, what you got coming out. And hope you're back up and running full speed here as soon as uh, you can. Yeah. So uh, last time I saw Mel was at Adepticon 2019. Yep. Right. He stopped by the suite and uh, checked in with us when we were Beast of War crew on Tabletop. Yep. Um, so and prior was- to that, I saw him at UK Games Expo the year before in Salute. So. And in 2019, he was... They were just starting the, the, the book, book, right? Yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. Dave Taylor. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so we wish him well. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh-oh. Spoiler alert for anybody out there in TV land. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely in support of Mel, even without health issues and, you know, other considerations in life. Maintaining a normal video schedule. It's hard. Is right. Bleep, bleep, bleep hard. It is. Sure. Okay. It's if you haven't run a YouTube hard. channel, guys, it's not. It's not friggin' easy. Yeah. Um, it's fun to make a video here and there, but to actually come out with like two pieces of content a week or whatever, um, on top of a job, on top of family, on top of girlfriend, on top of kids, on top of, on top of, on top of, on top of, is this boring yet? On top of, on top of, on top of, it's not easy. It is not. So, yeah. And, and we recently changed our format. We stopped our, our, our Sunday streaming because it's sometimes it's just too hard. You have to, I mean, exactly what Mel's talking about. Yeah. You have to stop, stay, you know, take a step back, do an honest, like they say in Black Hawk Down, an honest, no bullshit assessment. Yep, right. And say, okay, what's working, what isn't, and let's focus on what's working and let's ditch what isn't and not yeah. be afraid to do that. Yeah. You may lose a couple subscribers, too bad. You know, you're, you're, you're going to get, you know, 50 more. Yeah, you'll get um, Because you're not going to, and, and you're not going to shoot yourself in the mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to keep up with this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I, and I, I think totally get it. Yeah. yeah, and I was going to say, I, I think he's just trying to be, Super transparent mm-hmm. with, with with his fans because everyone recognizes that you know this is not what it was you know a year a year and a half ago yeah. and he's like hey look th- this is it this is what I can do uh, and and you know I'm 100 percent behind him you know yeah. totally totally get it Absolutely. and uh, you know I'm a fan of uh, you know I, I like I like the train stuff so. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about it. You want to show off a particular project or a little technique. I'm down. Yeah. I, that's good. I don't need to see, 
uh, you know, your giant uh, trench board, uh, you know, project, uh, you know, every video. Yeah. You know, I totally, totally get it. That's not, not a thing. So again, we wish them well. Yeah, totally. What you got next there? All right. From uh, Firelock Games, update on uh, their uh, uh, Kickstarter for uh, Raise the Black. Uh, much to our surprise. Delayed? Probably November, it looks like. Did you see they also announced so, the other one? Uh, you have that on your uh, list? The, uh, well, I don't because we mentioned it last time. For, oh. uh, for Blood and Steel, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're... Uh, they're uh, going to be doing that but uh real quick uh molds are being built blah 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 uh the stuff that i've seen looks amazing uh so i'm i'm pretty excited about that uh they've been showing off uh their sprues for the soldier and box of plunder uh so you can go to their uh uh facebook page and check Uh that out Uh, as well as if you're a kickstarter there's a message from uh your kickstarters uh, says based on all the information that we have now, best case scenario, you'll begin to receive your pledges in August. Worst case scenario, November. Yeah. As is the the truth uh, with most things, probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. However, do 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 do. Where's the part that I want? Uh, all right. So uh, he he's got a whole bunch of information in there. Go go to their uh, 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 Facebook or Kickstarter, if you want to read all of it. But the the other thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, uh, freight. Uh, you know, he says freight prices have soared since we've launched this project. Many other projects have understandably asked their backers for additional funds to help offset that cost, but we have decided to bite the bullet and eat the cost of this up wow. front. So unless something radically, knock on wood, uh, and the uh, changes in the coming months. They're not going to go down that route. Okay. Uh, however, once these products hit retail, yeah, they're probably going to the go up in oh, yeah. price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so and uh, that's I think the right thing to I, do. Yeah, it's going to say unless yeah. unless the cost was so overwhelming that they just couldn't deliver. You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, so that's a little update there. Nope. Keep going. I'm and, sorry. I got comments are exploding. So, uh, all right. Well, explode away and uh, offensive miniatures uh, has a new release. Uh, they have uh, Waffen SS Assault Pioneers and British uh, <laughs> Para Engineers, uh, both in 28 millimeter metal. Kind of, kind of some good looking, uh, good looking figures they got there. Uh, they're uh, both a pack of ten. Uh, and I don't know what the exchange rate is, but uh, the packs are uh, uh, 16 pounds a piece. So uh, check that out if that is uh, something that would enhance your games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Yankee has has their World War Three Warsaw Pact pre-order going on right now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if that's something that uh, you think is uh, uh, interesting to you, the Pre-order uh, includes uh, background on uh, the East German Army uh, and you know, Panzer Division, this, that, and the other thing, and some Czech stuff and some Polish stuff, uh, to, to instructions how to build all of them. So this is Warsaw Pact. So we're still in the 80s. So yes. Poland was still, uh, unfortunately, under was still the War- Soviet Union that, that, at that time. Yep. So was East Germany, so the Panzers. Right. And so. then uh, a detailed painting guide to help uh, prepare your Warsaw yeah. Pact forces and a couple of scenarios come in the pack. So, 
you can go to uh, teamyankee.com and make a pre-order there if you are interested. There you go. Uh, Warlord Games. We kind of touched on uh, touched on this. So uh, Combined Arms is their new game expansion. I don't. I'm not sure how to really combiner. I mean, yeah. Well, it combines different it, formats together, right? It, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, not not to go deep into our Adepticon stuff, but we talked to John Russell of Warlord Games at Adepticon, mm-hmm. who showed us the book. Yeah, so at we the got time, a sneak the peek only at that. book. Ah, nice. Yeah, so uh, we got a chance to look at it. Uh, you know, and you know, he, of course, he's talking up the game because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. he also blocked the exit. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he did that to me. Remember at Little Wars when he handed me the medal of, uh, what was it, some of the uh, Epic Battles Civil War guys? Yeah. And, and he's like, this is the only box in existence in the U.S. And yeah, I went, thanks. thanks. <laughs> and, and then he's like, nope. <laughs> nice try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, speaking of which, he will be at Little Wars uh, Solo-ly. Uh, next month, and uh, he expects to have the proof copy of the cards that go with the game at that time nice. as well to show off. All right. So, um, yeah, we'll do a show from Little Wars. And yeah. uh, also from Warlord Games, uh, they currently have a 50% off uh, sale for sprues. So if you okay. want to buy individual sprues, to, you, know, you can cherry pick that stuff to yeah. you know, flesh out a particular unit or... You know, you want to try and WYSIWYG some stuff that you didn't quite have right or whatever. Uh, you know, go go to the WarlordGames.com. Uh, there's a link to their sprue sale, and you can go there. There's a billion sprues. I'm not yeah. going through it all. Go go to the webpage, take a look at it. Uh, they've got a pretty good deal on uh, on their sprues. So good. Uh, give me a second here. I want to just mention a few comments um, that are worth mentioning. I've already posted them on the live stream because uh, I I post them as they come up, but. Um, so springtime says, sadly, spring is my last name. And then <laughs> they're asking for more clarification on how do you track Stunga P and Javelin such from getting confusing with other players. And then Bjorkter says, ah, I know what's going on with the format since I got back. It's like morning TV, chit chat, some topics, news with Marty, history with Jim. Damn, we miss a military weather forecaster. It never rains, but it pours. So weather is snafu. <laughs> so, Chris, we're going to well make you said. the military was, weather forecaster. I was going to say, I think we know who's getting that job. <laughs> and then uh, Tuffy Ears goes, how many tractors are in the box? I'm assuming referring to the boards <laughs> I that, That's before they were using tractors. Right. Yep. Springtime then says, could we see a next war Japan or next or Finland, Sweden game or something else. Oh, it's always possible. And then lastly, P. Order says, John Deere, company of five. <laughs> one commander, one observer, and three troopers. Hilarious. There, there you go. And and by the way... Uh, well, a company, only five vehicles. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's a tractor and it pulls tanks. I was going to say, you're just pulling tanks that are abandoned <laughs> anyway, so... Right? All right. So, you got to... I still have... haven't seen a tractor pull a single tank, but that's something else. I've no. seen engineering vehicles. I've seen anti-aircraft vehicles. Fair I've enough. seen all Fair kinds enough. of support AFPs. How yeah, about the uh, memes are great. How, how about uh, run with it? How about oh, if totally. we substitute tracked vehicle for tank? <laughs> All right. No, no, so, just, I, yeah, no, that no, stuff is like 45, 50. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. A couple other items. Uh, so I ran into our friends, uh, Greg and Alicia, formerly of Dust USA. Where'd you run into them at? They, Greg works for Modifius now. Well, I thought he was the Gamma rep. He is that as well. He's got 13 jobs, Mom. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's uh, at Modifius now, huh? Yeah. So I ran into them and uh, I uh, was chatting with them a little bit. And uh, 
as we know, Modiphius uh, has yeah. Here we go. Ha- has a relationship with Battle Space, so of course I'm like, where is my game? So uh, Gavin, who is like their super line production manager guy, yeah, I forget his actual title, but he's uh, he's 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 up there. Um, uh, was very noncommittal about it. He's like, yes, it's in the mix. We got a lot. They do have a lot of yeah, irons on the fire. They do. Um, but uh, what he and Greg said is to look forward to a big announcement at Gen Con. Now, they didn't give me, I'm like, can I get an exclusive? And they're like, go pound sand. <laughs> Greg wouldn't give you an exclusive? So, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, you I know what? Know. We need to invite him into the studio. I, and I don't know if that's uh, in relation to Battle Space yeah. or other stuff because they've got a bunch of other things. Yeah. That are oh, going. they have a ton of stuff going on. So, yeah. uh, so yeah. look forward to an announcement from them at yeah. Gen Con. Cool. All right, and then uh, my last uh, little uh, blurb here is uh, from uh, Pen and Sword. So uh, they have uh, a Henry Hyde authored uh, wargaming campaigns hardback book. So uh, this is uh, something that can help you in being able to develop uh, campaigns for your own games. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, uh, you know, they talk about the, you know, producing maps, devising mechanisms, strategic movement, intel, mm-hmm. logistics, blah, blah, blah. All sorts of good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, and then he even has a set of campaign rules that are useful uh, up until uh, 1900. So yeah. er- early uh, the earlier than what we normally deal with, but uh, all of the uh, uh, principles can be applied here. Yeah. So uh, if you are interested in that, uh, I don't know again, how much this really is. What I can tell you is that there's an introductory offer for 32 pounds for the book. Uh, and once that offer expires, the retail is going to be 40 pounds. So whatever that converts into and the money, 40 pounds spend, is roughly about $47. So, um, but that uh, you can go to uh, uh, penandsword.co.uk, uh, uh, yeah. uh, blah, 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 to, to find it uh, or just look up Wargaming Campaigns Hardback uh, and that should come up. So uh, I thought that was that was interesting. And some folks that uh, you know we often deal mm-hmm. with are like, yeah, I would like to have my own campaign system for this game, but it doesn't have one. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe this is something that can help you make one if you want to go there. There you go. All right. And that, gentlemen, I use the term loosely, is the news. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Just a couple quick updates. Guys, see the new trailer for Top Gun Maverick? Yep. Yes. Keep an eye out for that. It looks awesome. Uh, finally, we might actually get to see it this year. It's been alleged. Right? We'll, we'll see you uh, next 27th, month. May 27th, I believe it is. Yeah. So, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Did you notice? We'll see how observant you guys are. During the trailer, there's one point where Maverick looks back over his shoulder to see a plane go by him, right? Kind of does a heads up Cobra maneuver type thing. Did you see what airplane he was in? Uh, it appears to be a Tomcat. It is. It's a Tomcat. Uh, hmm. Where does this Tomcat come in? Yeah, but they're not in the inventory anymore. I was going to say, yeah, we, turns yeah. out we're not really flying those these days. Yeah. So. Hey, maybe he stole it from the Iranians. Could be. They still do have a few that are actually flying. But they can't get parts for their ones because right. the they Navy keep- said, eh. All right. Um, I had something else, but I totally forgot. That's fine. We're going to move on to uh, uh, our topic. We'll do Adepticon wrap-up as our last bit, okay? Yep, whenever. All right. So uh, our topic today is how do you play tabletop games without miniatures, right? So the reason I thought about this is because Don and I are getting ready um, to make a big lifestyle change. 
And that change is going to limit our space. Uh, I won't so have the giant game library and miniatures and huge board. Right. Yeah. So, but I still want to be able to play some war games, sure. you know, outside of counter, you know, hex and counter games like your Avalon Hill stuff and those things. How do I simulate, quote unquote, miniature games without having miniatures? Uh, Chris, if you pull that first box up top right there, my friend. So there's a current Kickstarter for the second iteration of this game. This is called Onus, the historical yep. battle game. Um, and it uses miniatures, quote unquote, but they're on cards. Yep. Um, you want to open that up for me? I don't want to mess any controls up. But essentially what you get in there, this is Rome versus Carthage. Um, you get a, a nice little a nice fabric. Little battle mat. Yeah, battle mat. mat. And then the miniatures are actually these playing cards. See that? Just take that one right off top, Chris. So. So you actually you see the battle mat there have these cards that have miniatures on them. They have all your stats on them and you literally move them across your battle mat, just like you would have miniatures and there's rulers and things like that. And you do wheels and turns and things. So it's kind of a, uh, your, your card is essentially the base. It, it's essentially yeah. your base of miniatures. So there's little units on the, yeah. on the cards. Nice. So um, it's, it's a lot of fun and, you know, and, and I've got the terrain set, so you actually get mats. I think I got two different mats. So, and you get, get these like acrylic overlays for like walls and rivers and roads. So you literally have a miniature space game in a box. Uh, yeah, easily and, stored. And I was gonna say, and it's a box this big, right? I mean, it's it's pretty compact. <laughs> and, and you don't have to paint it. Yeah, Chris's favorite. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, um, very nice. Yeah. So I, I like that. Hold on. I'm putting this on my pile. Okay. All right. Talk about Wait, no, no, you can't put it on your pile. <laughs> talk about yourself. You just said, I need to uh, see a man about a coffee. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the next one I have there is not, this isn't really miniature space, but I do like the theming of this game. It's made by the same company, believe it or not, as the last one we just showed you. This is called 2GM TWG. It means something in Spanish. Like World War Two, uh, if anybody's according to that. But it, it's you get a mat over here and you use these resource cards and you, and you actually go up columns. And so it kind of gives you a, a and it scratches your itch for World War Two, if you if you will. Um, so it's not really miniature, quote unquote, replacement, but it does do the job. So, I mean, you have like here, I have a Panzer four with all the range and stuff and you do move them across this mat. So if anybody's interested, we can always do a, a show of that at some point, a demo game. And then last but not least, we have a game that I, for did whatever want, reason, I've always been attracted. That? What's that? Did you want to show I already showed oh, it. Okay. Um, what I have is Heroes of Normandy. Um, it's kind of your top-down version, grid with miniatures. Just hand me one of those miniatures. I don't have to get too fancy with it. Uh, no, no, here. These are miniatures right here, bud. Oh. So, you have... Oh, that's a target. But there's miniatures in there. There, It's all right. So, basically, you have top-down miniatures. Yes, yeah, so just grab one of those characters down there. Perfect. So here I've got a Sherman. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Panzer four. Here's a Panzer four. And if you can see those, if anybody's familiar with this, here's oddball. I know Sherman tank. 
you play it, and it's again, it'll scratch your itch. You don't have to paint anything. You have mats. You have you know uh, game boards. So, uh, hey, Paul, welcome to the show. Uh, Paul says, good game. It's on Steam as well. You're right. I do have the Steam version of Heroes of Normandy. So, And there's actually an Android version of 2GM um, as well. So, And then Piotr says, Bill, just go six millimeters. They'll fit on a boat. I know, but, you know, weight and all that stuff. And Oh, yeah. yeah you know what? That, that, I have six mil Napoleonics. So so that reminds me of a, of a hobby project that I started. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned it. What's that? So... You know how I said I want to make mini battle space? Yeah. I've started printing. Did you get it? Uh, Well, I've started. Okay. Uh, I printed out and painted my first, uh, painted the first two. I printed a a whole squad of dudes. Yeah. At 10 mil. Oh, nice. More details to follow during the Adepticon rollout. All right. Oh, my God. Is that hard to paint? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So those are my suggestions for alternatives to miniature-based gaming. Um they kind of, you know, obviously most of them are, well, one's, you know, uh, Bronze Age. Is it Bronze Age, Jim, for Rome versus Carthage? Um, or 2GM and Heroes of Normandy are um, World War Two. So. Uh, oh. Did, did we... Yeah, we kind of lost Jim there. Yeah, he had to step away. That's okay. Oh, no worries. So, uh, you know, something I was thinking about is yeah. that, uh, you know, a lot of the games that uh, that we play, uh-huh. you know, you can do a uh, rule book, uh, yep. terrain mat instead of a full-on board like this. If you want flat terrain that is wholeheartedly available, you can get it as card. You can get it in uh, uh, neoprene. You can get it in vinyl. Mm-hmm. You'll also, well, maybe not vinyl. That, although we'll talk about that later. Uh, you know, but uh, you can get uh, flat terrain, and then instead of miniatures, yep. you, you can either use uh, kind of like the the one game where it's a top down view, or yeah. like Jim makes for yeah. uh, all the online stuff. Or you can use, uh, you know, your flat Stanleys, you know, your little card figures. Yeah. Where standees. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can just put them together. Yeah. Move, move them around. Uh, and then when you're done, take them off their base. They're flat packed. Yeah. Uh, there's also the, uh, I can't remember who, t- uh, the the acrylic standees, which are some really good looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking I, about. Yeah. I can't remember who makes them and it's killing me. But, uh you know, if you are able to take those off their bases, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a kind of a slot of base type of deal where you yep. just slot your dude in there, you move them around, you're done, take the base off. Those are those are pretty compact as well. Yeah. Very cool. And and those are, by the way, those are some good looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Miniatures. Yeah. You know, or standees, I guess. Yeah. You because, know, you know, uh, it's a high quality print on in. Yeah. I, I mean. But I, I don't t- know the process, but it yeah. looks good. And, you know, we need to definitely mention and highlight uh, Jim's games, you know, like we did sit rep yeah. skirmish in Miami Vice style, which yep. was awesome. And, um, you know, just the other versions, because it's miniatures just drawn and he does an amazing job. He draw, he creates all those. So yeah. they're not pulled from some resource somewhere. He actually creates all those miniatures and the terrain. So you can play miniatures virtually via right. that. Absolutely. You know, there's uh, obviously it was that tabletop. Tabletop simulator. Simulator and Vassal and things. But I honestly think Jim's version, um, you know, 
really, it scratches at it. I do. Yep. We play contact front with it. You know, we used his version of yep. to play contact front, which we'll have to readdress at some time. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Tuffy Ears because she is one of our big followers. Holy mother, GW just announced squats are returning to 40K. Sorry, not historical. That's okay. Yeah. But it she's is not wrong. News. They did. It is big nerves. For those who don't know what squats are, they're space dwarves. Okay. Hmm. Weird. We're they, dwarves they, in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there's all those versions. I'm not sure what happened to Jim. He had to step away. I was hoping to get some more input from him, but that's okay. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions for how do you play miniatures games without miniatures, uh, PR says it's not historical, but it is history. So weird. We were having that conversation before you, we started. Would you like to get into that? Now? No. Should we transition to Depticon? Not not yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. So you were talking about the little acrylic things. I could just picture you on your boat coloring little shrinky dinks to put into a (laughs) shot of... Shrinky dinks. But you know what? It would work. I mean... (laughs) It's funny, but you're like, hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a doggone minute. That could be a thing. (laughs) Right? That's very cool. All right. Let's transition. Uh, unless anybody else out there has any suggestions, again, remember you can be part of the conversation. All you have to do is send me a message here in the comments. I'll re- I'll private chat you with a link to get on Skype, and you can join our conversation at any point. Uh, so, in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and transition into the Adepticon wrap up. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Adepticon was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. I, I am I am so happy that we have a uh, a major convention. Like that in our local area that, you know. Well, we technically have three. I mean, two big majors, one minor, if you will. We but, have the Depticon, which is literally an hour from our house. Not, nah, not, even. not even for you. It's less. And then we have Gen Con, which is four hours away yeah, which, by car. So, yeah. But I'm not going to Gen Con. Oh, but you have to go to Gen Con. At some point. If just, you've never done Gen Con, you've got to do it at least once. 70,000 people in there. It, it is crazy. But anyways, continue. You have to make the, the Hajj once. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. All right, maybe. But, uh, you know, so, uh, one, super hyped that, uh, you know, I get uh, I got to go. And literally, I go in, uh, I I get uh, registration. I'm, I'm running late. Mm-hmm. Uh, they couldn't find my registration. Uh, you know, so I pulled up my thing, and they're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> You know, they, they fill it out. They give me my swag bag. I've got a class that I'm going to, and it's a basing class. So I'm super excited. Yeah. And I'm running, and I'm like, I know that guy, and I know that guy, <laughs> and I know that guy. And, the, like, I'm literally, you know, high-fiving YouTubers that, I, <laughs> that I've seen. And I'm like, I, got, I don't know. It's like, I got to get to class. Come screeching in. Uh, but uh, uh, I took a class uh, from Seth Edmondson, uh, the Hobby Sensei, if you're familiar with him on uh, the YouTubes and the Twitches and, you know, all the other places uh, where they're at. Uh, and that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, you know, uh, basing and weathering, you know, okay. you know, uh, had a good time with that. And then uh, before you move we, on, one of the things that you had said uh, that you told me that you were really impressed with the AK products. <laughs> Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You I, you cannot go wrong with AK products. So I've never used them myself before, and we used them in this class. And I'm like, all right. I always kind of thought that you know this is just some overpriced BS. No. Uh, I I will eat those words <laughs> wholly now. I, you're not making a table with them. Yeah. You know that. But I mean, if you're basing uh, your miniatures, you've got a small diorama. Yeah. Something. 
Wow. Those, those yeah. I mean, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're texture stuff, they're weathering stuff, uh, their pencil. Yeah. All of it. Yep. So we kind of collectively invested. Um, oh. I got the pencil yeah. set, the weathering yeah. pencil set. The yeah. set. The set. Oh, you got the set. Nice. The, the, the $70. Here's 37. Yeah, I was going to say it's like 35 or 40 pencils in there. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then I bought a book on how to use them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, that's a lot of stuff. We should probably figure out. How to, yeah. I mean, but you look at the pictures, you're like, damn, damn. But it's kind of like kind of like painting when you're when you're layering or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's there's a technique to it. And, you know, uh, in the book, it lays out all sorts of different uh, techniques. To, mm-hmm. You know, if this is the effect you're going for. Use this color, then this color, and then do this and da 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 And you were seeing stuff like chipping would be easier with the pencils because, you know, it's like a seven-layer process with paint. Yeah, and, well, I don't know if it'll be easier, but it'll be faster, I bet. No. You know, I mean, there's no dry time, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I look forward to, to trying that out. And Very that cool. was uh, Michigan Toy... Oh, Toy Soldier? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah they, that's... they had a nice display there. Yeah, they have a really nice store. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, who's the dudes that are next to them? Uh, oh, I don't know, but it's... Uh, it's it's the same guys that are next oh, to him um, every year that are uh, they do the the wheel and then then they all scream for the oh yeah yeah I, I can't remember who that is oh. but yeah I know who you're talking about. I mean um, the, neck, something neck pain take the pain stiff out stiff neck it. painting oh okay yeah so no uh, no no bang against them they have good stuff and good yeah. products but they do a uh, like a raffle giveaway kind of thing where uh-huh. you spin the wheel of fortune and the more people that yell with you the more people the more chances you get in the raffle right so all day long it's ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And I'm it's like, fun. man, I I would not want to be the booth next to him. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. seems like it would get old after three or four days. It, it does. Yeah, trust me. No, when but, you're recording for four days and you're on the floor trying yeah. to do interviews and you, yeah. it's somewhere, ah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, so. that they, long live the emperor. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say they, they you know, it those, is fun. It, it does are, make it fun. Yeah, they're wholly, yeah. uh, uh, you know, hundred percent into it, and yeah. they they seem like they have a good time. So yeah. and they get good. a lot of people involved. Yeah. Yeah, good on that. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else? So, uh, let's see. So we, uh, we we talked to John. Yeah, we talked to John yeah. from Warlord Games. Yeah, uh, a couple of times. Uh, he did wear his kilt on Saturday. Nice. Yep. Um, John also introduced us to John. Yeah. So John, which John? Uh, you, Emron. I don't know. He's the guy that actually owns Imputant Mortal, and he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got a chance to talk to him and briefly he, he was working. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it's one man shop. Yep. Uh, you know, he he and his wife and somebody else there. I'm not sure if that was his son or someone else, but yeah. there's another guy working with him. Uh, he is a really good down to earth guy. Yep. And he is, you know, they're, they're just trying to work through all the issues of getting it from uh, transferring stuff over from Walt to him, like their web page, that's why yeah. it's down. Is nobody can get into Walt's well, stuff. page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think even Michelle uh, had access to she, everything. She didn't, you know. No. Uh, and you know, that's why he's talking yeah. about some of the trials and tribulations. And you know, talking to both uh, uh, John Russell from Warlord and uh, John from uh, Imputed More. You know, yeah. everyone, you know, everyone expresses, uh, you know, their uh, their sorrow and surprise at you know Walt's passing mm-hmm. and. Uh, and John, uh, Embry for that, uh, 
has his own company prior yeah. to this. Yeah. So he's kind of merged them, if you will. But uh, he won- like Big Daddy Games or something uh, like that. Uh, Dad, Dad's hobbies or yeah. Dad's games uh, is what it was, and he is. He had to go. Adopted yeah. the. So we didn't get a. a no, no, I got it. Sure, but yeah. he's adopted the Imputant Mortal uh, moniker because mm-hmm. he wants to honor Walt's mm-hmm. uh, legacy as well as uh, you know. Let's face it, there were, there was already uh, you know a lot of community goodwill that yeah. Walt had built up that he wants to take advantage of. Of course, so, yep. smart business move. Yep. yep. Um, he did say that he had to take dude. down the Etsy page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his Etsy store, he had to, he literally had to turn it off uh, because he's had. Uh, so he bought the, he bought Walt's laser uh-huh. or lasers. I think it was two. Yeah, yeah he got from a couple. Yeah. So trying to get them set up, up and running, you yeah. know, after they moved. So he, and never owning one. Yeah. So he, he had. Big learning curve. Yeah. And a lot of technical issues. Yep. And so. Literally, he gets more business than he can produce Handle. because he's only got one laser running yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, so he's trying to keep up and uh, he's got plans to uh, he will eventually, if he gets everything run and have three lasers going. Good. Yep. It, uh, it's good stuff. I mean, if he's using Walt stuff, I mean, that's he, what all that is. He, yeah. he is. So, he had it all on display there. Yeah, not uh, all of it. He had a lot of it. Uh, he had a lot of good I mean, stuff. I still have the Great Bear Lodge upstairs. I have two versions. Mm-hmm. One was supposed to go back to Walt as a demo piece. And then I have my copy. So, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> What, you putting that on a boat? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I might give you one copy. No, but uh but but he was a he was a really nice yeah, down to earth yeah. genuine dude. Yeah. Uh you know, just you know, again, one man shop like uh kinda like Walt was. Yeah. Uh trying to trying to get through uh uh you know the trials and tribulations of, of getting it up and running. So uh we wish him the best of luck. He was a uh, it was uh you know really good time talking to yeah. him for the uh few minutes that we had and then John, we wish you the best of luck, sir. There you go. All right, what else? So uh, you were talking about your little. Uh, all right, so you talking about uh, uh, you know how to game without uh, yeah without miniatures, yeah. and we talked about you know gaming mat. Yeah. Well, we met uh, a company there called Mats by Mars. Yeah, I know Mats by Mars, and yeah. uh, really good dudes. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, Chris, we, we met both of them. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Mario and and Andrew. No, Alexander, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we met both of them. Yep. Re- really good guys. Had a good time talking to them. Talked yep. about some options. And one of the options that uh, they're going to make us a sit reps uh, podcast specific, Matt. Uh, they they can. can. Yeah. Uh, and and what I asked them about specifically was a winter map for Savage Frontier. Oh, nice. Because we don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so I thought that was a that was a good option. Um, they have uh, redone their formula for their vinyl. Uh-huh. I and think we have a couple of their mats around you, here somewhere. You, we see. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure yeah. you do. So I think we do. But they've redone their their uh, their formula, and uh-huh. they they think and it's because they're the, vinyl. They're not neoprene, right? Right, vinyl. Yeah, it's yeah. all vinyl. So they think that they might be able to actually do flat scenery without it curling with this new formula. Well, that'd be cool. That yeah. would be literally yeah. a game changer. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I ended up buying a mat for Star Trek Armada or Star Wars Armada. Oh, yeah. did you? Yes the the space one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And they, they can put anything on there that uh, they can print. Yeah. If, yeah. If you can, you can give, give them a, an image file, if you can give them a, a, a TIFF or a vector yeah. file. Yeah. Yep. They vector can, would be your best option. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's what he said. Yeah. Um, they you can use wet erase 
That's right. Hey, can you turn the heat back on? Uh, you can use wet erase markers on it. Yep. And it'll come right off. Yep. Um, well, you yep. can read your handwriting. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. yeah um, I mean, so um, their mats are, yeah, their yeah. mats are very matte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's like literally, there's no glare. It's a yeah. good matte finish on there. So, it, you know, it doesn't make it hard to uh, uh, see your terrain. Or if you've got one that's got, you know, you can have a hex overlay, you mm-hmm. can have a, a, a grid overlay, whatever you want. Uh, you know, uh, you can still see it. And yep. Uh, again, what a race, as Chris said, it's okay. Uh, don't use anything alcohol-based mm-hmm. because that, that'll take the ink off. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, they're looking at roads, rivers, other scenery, uh, uh, flat scenery type stuff. If this works out, they're still in the process of doing that experimentation. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they'll, do, they'll do a customized mat of anything you want, either cool. – uh, you know, you tell them and they'll go find it. Or if you say, hey, you know, here's like, let's say we wanted to do a specific battle and we wanted the actual like satellite footage mm-hmm. as our overlay. Yep. You, so you could do Antietam or, yeah. you know, Bull Run or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, or it, if we wanted to do like Benghazi instead yeah. of creating the map. Uh, uh, well, we would still need it online for. Our no, game. no, but, I mean, it's too big you, to do that. But I you, didn't mean, but you could literally. Yeah, you know, zoom in on a. a it, small it'd be more for your it. skirmish battles, not yeah. right big terrain saves. So two hundred DPI. Uh, That's not bad. No, I mean thirty hundred would be better, but two hundred is not bad. Well, no, he said. Uh, um, no, it has to be a minimum of oh, uh, two hundred resolutions. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So the, okay, can I, yeah, can't go lower yeah, than two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I yeah. mean, he, he will do whatever you want. Um, awesome. And it is. You want to give him the address? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just uh, mats by mars.com there you go uh so uh yeah good good dudes we had a good time talking and we yeah. we ran into them two or three times during yeah. during awesome. the course of the show and they even helped you with your little hobby oh yeah so uh so my little my, my baby battle sports yeah battle space game yeah so i said hey i'm looking for uh for uh some desert uh train overlay here uh do you have little sections well they they had sample ones yeah like uh, they were a little bigger than one by one, maybe, uh, maybe the size of your laptop. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say maybe like fourteen by fourteen squares. Sure. Yeah, they gave me to them. Just nice. Here, here, take these. So, thanks, Mario. Appreciate you, bro. Yep. Uh, that's gonna go to that's gonna go to good use. We'll we'll see that uh, in the future. Nice. And, and real quick, uh, Commander, you need to get us some uh, cards for. The yeah, I know. Go. I know. Uh, <laughs> when we go to Little Wars, we'll have cards because I remember last year. I'll get them up. Um, yep. They come prick. I, yep. If I had been in a better place, we would have been an Adepticon in a formal because we were asked, you know, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But yeah. Um, yeah. because it is a huge opportunity to get the word out. But um, before you continue so, on, uh, speaking of that, we're at 745 subscribers on our YouTube channel. Woo-hoo! And thank you to everybody who yeah. recently joined us. Um, once we hit 800 subscribers. We will draw a name on the um, North America side, this side of the world, and one on the European side or that side of the world. And we will give you a $100 gift certificate to either to Miniatures Market or to Wayland Games or something overseas. What what about the Aussies? Where do they fall in? They're in their own continent. We'll figure it out. So, um, but yeah, to celebrate 800 subscribers, um, we want to thank you guys all very much on that. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of uh, continue our tour of the, our uh, interactions with you folks. You got seven minutes. And, and the vendor. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> in, that case, in that case, uh uh, our good friends over at Games and Gears. Yeah. Yeah. The damn, that guy can, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. Can he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good old Sam. Yeah. Sam. Oh, that way, wait. That uh, that's Sir Sam. Sir Sam. He's been knighted. What? Yeah. yeah. Showed us pictures and everything. Yeah. He got knighted? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sir <laughs> Sam. Sir Sam might have sold both of us the full of adep- course he did. Adepticon bundle. Yeah, I did need new paintbrushes, and so we were over at uh, uh, Scale seventy five, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not paying seventy four dollars for their uh, f- four or five brush set. Yeah. So I, instead, I spent one hundred fifty games in gear. Yeah. <laughs> but I got, but I did get a little thing as hope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all all six sets are so. Yeah, it was one hundred twenty, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? Well, Speaking of up, brushes, real quick. Sam's awesome, and yeah, you're right. He can sell snow to an Eskimo. But if you watch Geek Gaming Scenics, uh-huh. uh, Luke, I think his name's Luke, yeah, right? Yeah. He Luke just did a video on how you can send the life of your brushes, whether they're synthetics or naturals. Yep. Um, so if you really want to see how to get your hook tips and everything back, uh, check out that video. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, so. he, yeah. I, uh, I've seen the video that yeah. you're talking about, and yeah, Luke, Luke's on the money there, yeah. so... Uh, by all means. Uh, so, uh, Mini Masterworks uh, is a company that uh, was uh, was present there. Uh, I bought a Vortex mixer from them. Did you really? Yeah. No. Uh, okay, so I did not. Donna know all about these. Uh, this is, this, the, the, I was spending my gun money. Oh. So. And birthday money. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, because my birthday was opening day of uh, Adepticon, yep, yep. appropriately no. enough. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but they are the ones. They had a Kickstarter a couple of years ago for uh-huh. their little, uh, the little uh, portable hobby station. Yeah. Oh, okay. I right. did not realize it was that company yeah, until okay. we were literally we were leaving the table. I'm like, Ooh, wait a minute, what's that? Yeah. So uh, you know that uh, Kickstarter got killed by uh, COVID. Uh, COVID. Yeah. Uh, but they are going to bring it back. They okay. Were di- they're displaying it. So uh, if that is something that you're familiar it, it with, is, it is nice. I mean, yeah, right, yeah. everything. Yeah, it's, what do you think about the Vortex? Uh, have you used it yet? I, I have, and, uh, you know, it's it's not the 100% solution, but uh, it is a lot better than me trying to shake up a lot of that stuff. It really, have you used my paint shaker upstairs? Mine's like the, the you Roberts. would see it. Yeah, the Robert. Yeah. I like, you kind of need them both. Do you? You kind of need them both. The one yeah. thing that you have to have. You have to have ball bearings in them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah. yeah you have to have some sort of yeah. uh, mixing ball yeah. inside there. And uh, I'll be honest with you. The ones I bought off of um, Amazon, they're nice, but they're too small. Yeah. Um, well, they the need problem, to be a bigger gauge. Yeah. And the problem is when you buy them, like I did, I bought them from, from Amazon. I yeah. didn't know which ones to get. I'm worried about. <laughs> You know, getting something too big to fit into the the, the bottle. Yeah. But we talked to uh, Army well, Painter. Well, don't buy half inch ball bearings then. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it would mix up the paint. So uh, real quick, Tuffy Ears said, "Gun money quotes." I dread to ask. Oh, so I I might be into uh, shooting a little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, when I say gun money, it's literally uh, I, I I teach firearms marksmanship and concealed carry here in Illinois. So my money from that goes into its own special little slush fund that is generally for me to buy more guns and ammo. However, Adepticon <laughs> happened, and I will need to do some more teaching to replenish that fund. Yep. 
And then um, tough ears goes bank jobs, question mark. Uh, so Novus asked, does Mats by Mars make custom mats for anyone? And yes. they do. Yes. Yeah, yep, yeah. absolutely. You just got to send them the file. Yeah, yeah. just uh, li- literally uh, www.matsbymars.com. And uh, information's on their webpage, yeah, sir. Yeah. yeah. Masterworks, they have a, a bunch of other little mm-hmm. neat things for painting. They have a lot of hobby accessories yeah, for yeah. painting. And, and so we yep. I, I, we both bought some stuff from them. Yeah. Yep. Um, but no, nice stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so we would be remiss if, I know that we're, we're coming up hard, so yep. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the rest of these dudes okay. right now. Uh, because... Uh, they had a whole historical gaming section there, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mike Rafferty was the uh, yep. guru running that. Uh, uh, each day that I was there, we checked in with them to see what was going on. Uh, they had uh, they they filled some big spaces there, Good. you know. So very popular. Warlord, uh, you know, was running demo games and had their crew in in there because they were. Uh, physically separate. The yep. all the historical games were over at the Hyatt. Yeah, it was separate. Which um, I it's a shame, but I understand because there was no space. But I mean, ahead. you know, other than the fact that there were no vendors there, yeah, the gaming itself, the dudes were all over the place. I mean, there you yeah. name it, it was there. They were running it. They had the upstairs and downstairs uh, meeting spaces uh, yep. pretty much full. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I talked to Mike a little bit about uh, you know. It'd be really cool if in the future we could, you know, if you're not having the vendor hall over here, and I get that. The vendors are going to want to be where the majority of the the traffic is. But could we not do some historical specific classes like maybe, uh, you know, some painting uh, specific Mm -hmm. to, you know, painting your your 28 millimeter World War Two or your 28 millimeter. Uh, you know, uh, current era yeah. guys. You know how to how to paint multi cam or any of yeah. those crazy camouflage well, you do, patterns. You could yeah. how d- to, teach a class. You just let do, them know you want to teach a class. You know how to do uh, weathering on your team Yankee tanks or right. whatever it is you want. You know, I I think that there's an opportunity there, and you know, obviously first year back. You know, they're yeah. trying. You know, yep. You know, not, it was still very well run. Yes, and. Uh, they did a ginormous Team Yankee game. Yeah. Uh, well, this was qualifiers. And then... Uh, I yep. think this first year well, that Battlefront's been back to do actual quali- qualifiers, not only for Team Yankee, so, but Flames of War. Yeah, Yep, both of those, yep. except... Uh, so the game I'm talking about is a narrative game. It was part oh, of the okay. tournament. I mean, okay. it was like 16 players. Wow. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, we'll talk about Team Yankee at some point. I, I, I like Team Yankee. Jim and I were at the boot camp several when it came out Thanksgiving weekend several years yep. ago. Um, I do have some qualms about it. And I know P.O. Arthur really likes Team Yankee. And, I, I you know, it's not a bad. I just sometimes I feel like it gets park, parking lot. Yeah. You yeah. Know, ba- because uh, Jim, jump in, if you will. Um, you know, when we were at the boot camp, you were playing on a four by four space. Yeah, and you know, and when you have the Russian horde of T, what were they? T seventy twos, Jim. Um, well, unfortunately, yeah, they were T seventy twos. Yeah, um, which aren't the right, which aren't the right tank, but that's what they had. Yeah, uh, and I think the four by four table was sort of a limitation of the venue. Yeah, I mean, you were trying to so, get as many participants. Because, I mean, you don't go to the boot camp for the game. You go for the people. Right. So they wanted as many people as they could get in there. The unfortunate side effect on that, the flip side of that is that that means the tables are going to be kind of small because there's only so much space. Yeah. So the narrative. Um, but even if you play. I was going to say. Yeah, that. even if you play on like an 8 by Go ahead. 
Oh, I was gonna say that. So the narrative game that they played, not the uh, not the tournament games, but the narrative game that they played with all these players. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight foot table long ways, eight foot table sideways connected to it. Two eight foot tables side by side. Another eight foot table, and then I think three eight foot tables mm-hmm. um, side by side uh, parallel. To, I mean, it was. Huge. Oh yeah, I, I mentioned so. It was, yeah, so they actually kind of got fifteen mil add like another thirty feet uh, per table, and you'll be pretty close. I mean, um, yeah. Tom's fine. right? But I mean, that, but that's as close as I've seen. Um, I know it's been said before, but I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, if you play it in six mil. You fix a lot of the problem. Yeah, Pio yeah. Artur just said you can play it six mil. It makes more sense. I mean, it's yeah, a fun game. Perfect. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I have not played the most recent edition. Um, we play original, you know, and it's been a while since I've played. But, uh, you know, it is nice to see Historicals has that venue. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yep. Next year, we'll have to do it right. Um, we'll do it right. They, so, And uh, we will see many of those folks uh, at Little, Little Wars, Wars as yep. well. Yep. Yeah. One of the one of the things that was nice to see mm-hmm. is when we were there in 2019, there was a guy who had a, a table this big mm-hmm. just outside of your uh, studio or your, your oh, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was tiny. Right? Yeah. It was one guy or two yeah. guys. Two was, dudes, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. in a very, yeah. Game. Massive table so, and huge game, yeah. game envy. You remember them, the yeah, little yeah. hobby holder? Yeah, yeah. They've blown up over the past couple Good of years, them. and they yeah. had a full. Uh, yeah, it was probably a fifteen foot uh, booth yeah. in, in the main vendor hall. Yeah, and, and three, four people working it. I mean, it, it was really. No, it's it, good to see some growth. It, it is. Yeah, and they've got and they've got some nice stuff, good. and it's just good to see you know uh, hobby companies succeeding. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and. The, we, you know, we, we, our first introduction to them was the, them just getting off the ground. And now you come back and you see them, you're like, wow, look at all this stuff. And these yeah. guys are are, yeah. are making it. So good. good on them. All right. So, um, Bjork says took third place last weekend in a two day tournament with that, France. Good for him. Yeah, I saw that, buddy. Congrats. Uh, Jim, we're about ready to wrap up the show. I know you had to jump off for a bit. Uh, do you have any uh, things that you're go to? I, I talked about set rep skirmish, you know, the way you do it as far as tabletop gaming without miniatures. You know, what's your, you know, go to? Is there anything oh. you'd like to add to that? Uh, honestly, people already know everything I'm going to say because okay. we do it every week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like I agree with what you guys are talking about. We've done it with Air War C-21, uh, Naval Command, Miami freaking Vice, uh, yeah. you name it. Um, Miami Vice we've is done awesome. It with, with, yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um we're going to go ahead and close out the show. We want to thank everybody who joined us this morning uh, live. Yes, and like thank I you. said, yeah, awesome. Yeah. We're proud. Um, we really appreciate all your participation, your support of this channel. Uh, it does our heart good to see the numbers climbing. Uh, it's kind of a confirmation that we're doing something right. Yep. And uh, we do appreciate you. And we would love to have you part of the conversation yeah. on the live show. I mean, we may not be good, but apparently we're entertaining. Yeah, at least that, <laughs> right? So, um, I'm like watching a train wreck or something. Right? So if you'd like to join us on a future show, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, yep. Like I said, you can just send us a message and I'll send you the link to jump into the call. And you can spew that historical warfare love that you may have. So for the rest of the crew, this is Bill 
And we're going to go ahead and sign off and we will see you next time. Thanks very much for watching. Take care. You have been listening to the Citrep podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the show. Make sure you like and subscribe to all of our channels on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch and Discord. Remember to join us every other weekend for a new episode of the podcast. And don't forget our other programming on Wednesdays and Sundays. Thanks for listening.